0: Welcome to Holy Cow, this is Don. This episode of Holy Cow is about what's been going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and possibly uh, uh, a way to think about it that makes some sense. If you've been listening to this podcast and like what you hear, please follow us on Twitter at holy underscore cow underscore pod and share with your friends. You can listen to Holy Cow on Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. I wasn't planning on making a pod this morning, but I've been watching the news, paying attention a little bit to what has been going on, and I just wanted to throw some thoughts out there about the issues going on in, uh, in, in right? So let's start from the top. We had the release of a video of, right? And no beating about the bush on it. It was a black man. Okay. And I hate to use the color of people's skin, right? I thought we were trying to get past all that. People want to make this about race And I feel that You know, if that's how you want to Define and divide everything Isn't that what the definition of Racist is? Making judgments based on What? The melanin content of people's skin And not their character Okay? So I like to use American citizen. So we had an American citizen. Right? And he was in an incident with police officers. To the best of my knowledge, he's still alive. Let's hope he recovers. And he was shot. And apparently he was shot in the back and apparently seven times. Of course, they're also going to talk about there being a knife. The police officers... Knowing this guy had a warrant, they were going to pick him up on these warrants. So, and I have, in more louder terms, talked about the police and the police response. So, look. People should be allowed to be armed. Period. Knife, firearm, etc. I believe that the Second Amendment is an absolute... If you are safe enough to be allowed out on our streets in America, if you're not actively incarcerated, then you get to protect yourself with firearms, etc., as as necessary. So we're going to go with that, that privilege. Period. End of story. Now, if you are out and you're not being actively incarcerated, and hopefully it's for something that... A crime that has a victim, etc., and not some ridiculousness because I hate that we have so many drug laws and other crap in this country. Okay. It doesn't matter. None of that part matters. All right. The principle is very simple it's called the presumption of innocence. And if you are a citizen, you are entitled to the presumption of innocence and you need to be treated that way. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts. Okay? Right? So, if you're a a police officer, of course, somebody doesn't want to be taken into custody. Let's find a way to do this without lethal force. And you might think to yourself, well, everybody, they're just going to arm up and 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 fire back. We have to use lethal force to implement an arrest. Not really. I think most people are rational and if you came at them with overwhelming odds and a calm manner, they might just acquiesce. Have their day in court as is required by our current system. Okay? There's a better way. Period. End of story. A better frickin' way. So, moving past how these police-civilian interactions happen, it needs to be done better. We're getting to that. Let's discuss the public's reaction. And this is the part that I want to... (sighs) get my listeners to understand to get as many people in america to understand hell shoot my listeners probably already understand it so pass this on everybody that what initially started as a movement to point out what they believed was a disparity based on race the movement of black lives matter was started and many Black Americans, many Americans who have Black skin. Let's right. I hate hyphenated Americans. All right, the the hyphenating it is just ridiculous. All right, so you felt we take a group that feels disenfranchised. Right, contrary to what the uh, data shows, they believe that they're disenfranchised. Right, they take it upon themselves to ask by protesting in mass for various police reforms and so forth and all of that is great because that's part of the American system right we have the right to peaceably assemble we have the right to uh, petition our government for the redress of grievances all of that's very American and I approve let's get it on and then this is the part where I feel that quite a few people have yet to have their eyes opened and that that is the organization that is officially under the banner of Black Lives Matter has been taken over by Marxists. Marxists are just socialists or communists that believe that violence is okay to affect the social change that they want. That's what Karl Marx espoused he called them the proletariat that's the people right and the were it was acceptable for them to violently attack what he called the bourgeoisie okay that's the people who own shit in his mind but in america it's slightly different in this case right they are using the hate built up by racial rhetoric to convince people to commit violence against property owners small business owners middle-class americans who are the new bourgeoisie right in an attempt to normalize it because they are going to bring more violence against the american people in order to intimidate and affect the social change that they that is you know uh affects socialism you know the marxist ideas that they hold so this needs to be discussed this needs to be pointed out at every chance you can that it is a hijacking they have taken this public movement and hidden a marxist inject uh, sorry a Marxist agenda behind it, right? And it's very clever, because if you go, y'all are just looting and rioting, you're affecting violence upon people that had nothing to do with any of this, and they'll go, well, you don't stand up for Black Lives Matter, you must be a racist, you're part of the system. It's a cover, right? They have hijacked a legitimate public grievance, in order to cover their violence and deflect from their true agenda. This ain't some tinfoil hat stuff. There's a true agenda. You run around, people are like, I've seen it on the I'm I'm recently on Twitter and I'm seeing it on Twitter, and they're like, hey, there is a bunch of white on white violence in the name of black issues? Question mark? No. No, that's not what it is. That's what it looks like, and that's what they want it to look like. But what it really is, is now a civil battle of uh, the violence espoused by Karl Marx against the rest of the people. That's what it is. So... I have for a long time seen the divide in this country and have thought that it might not end well, that voting might not get us out of what is going on and how you know uh, to get us back to uh, America and uh, what, what I always thought was American values of equal justice under the law and, and the equality of opportunity not equality of outcome but equality of opportunity those are the things that america should stand for right there and since this divide has grown so large i thought there's only one way that this will probably end and that's going to be in some severe violence let me make this clear i'm not somebody who's so naive as to say violence never solved anything i've studied history violence solves everything every major disagreement between parties big and small that has been recorded has been resolved with violence that's just that's just a fact and if you don't if you can't see that that's some serious naivety right there period end of story right somebody has some property that you want, by gosh, if you can be more violent than them, you can take it. Now, you can say, well, that's not good. This isn't a question of good or bad. That's just a fact. That's how things get solved. Violence actually solves it, period. And if it makes you feel better, be on the side of righteous violence. I'm sure that's that's the answer to everything right there. Righteous violence. I'm being facetious. I hope you get that. So, now we have what's happened in, in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. And people are losing their freaking minds. Because the 17-year-old boy, I believe he drove 21 miles. He's now being charged with murder. Because he was there to stand with with people to protect property he brought it looked like a uh uh, first aid kit because he wanted to help injured people i think he was there for the right reasons he was getting it at 17 he was getting it that you cannot let people perpetrate and normalize this violence against the american citizenry you can't let it happen. You have to stand up against it. And that's what this guy was doing. This is Kyle is his name. Now, in this altercation, I will not pretend to understand everything that happened. It appears as though he was attacked and an attacker lost his lost his life. Then he went to leave the scene of the first attack and he was pursued. And he was attacked again, and another attacker lost his life. And then a third attacker, armed with a firearm, attempted to disarm him and come after him. And that person was disabled, right, and shot in the arm as, as he left the scene. Now, a lot of people are running around going, what's the 17-year-old kid doing with the, a gun, etc.? Well, guess what? Put it this way, when the revolution happened, I don't think people were questioning the 17-year-olds who were coming to fight with him. So let's drop his age right now. Doesn't matter. Okay. And he was carrying America's rifle, the AR-15. Right. And they're like, well, he crossed state lines. The Second Amendment applies in all the states. Period. There's, you don't lose your second amendment when you cross state lines okay and guess what he was 21 miles from home from what i understand okay i drive further to get to work than 21 miles and if i have to go into battle and fight this battle that's coming i would rather do it further from home than closer trust me that's how i would rather it be so He went to the battle instead of waiting for it to come to him. That's the best way to look at this. Now, people are talking about self-defense. And in this case, and because he's been charged with murder and we still have some semblance of civil society, he will have to go through the courts and so forth. And I hope that it, you know, the law prevails. That's what I'm going to call it. I don't know all the circumstances, so let's hope the law prevails But what I want people to start to recognize is that this is turning into pitched battles. This is not American streets anymore. This is battlefields. And the rules are not the same on a battlefield. This is not an attacker and a defender of, uh, you know, at the grocery store parking lot when someone's trying to. Perpetrate a carjacking and a self defense situation. Once you're out there, this is, you know, battlefield rules, right? These are enemy combatants, right? The guy, you know, I specifically saw a pistol in the guy whose arm was shot's hand, right? In this moving battle. And if you can wrap your freaking head around that concept, that, you know, if you're going to war, if you're going into battle, one, don't bring a pistol. Bring your rifle like the kid did, okay, right? And you, you don't necessarily have to wait for enemy combatants to fire upon you, right? You have to assume that they will and take appropriate action. That is, That all right, so that's all I'm going to say on uh this battle okay we're calling it a battle now that's what it was okay right these were essentially enemy combatants even though they're both american citizens we have fought a civil war before they were all sides were american citizens right and you have to start looking at this through a new lens and you know and that it may be like this going forward into the future. I hope not. I hope that cooler heads prevail, that we can get control of the situation, that we can root out these Marxists who insist on perpetrating violence and use the law to deal with them in an appropriate fashion. Because otherwise, we will have to resort to the next best way to handle a dispute and as i've already said i believe that uh, you know what all the dis- big disputes in history have been dealt with with violence period end of story this is holy cow i'm don and if you like what you hear be sure to follow holy cow on your favorite podcast platform all right we're uh, on seven podcasts uh, right? Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. And be sure to share with your friends on your favorite social media and follow us on Twitter at holy underscore cow underscore pod.